Welcome to Fusion Fantasy Football. Welcome back, everyone. It's Josh, Fusion Fantasy Football, and we're back with another overreaction player. Follow me on Twitter at FusionFFB. You'll already see these, but I get to talk a little bit more about the detail. I'm putting out like one tweet a day, adding to the thread with one more player every day. And I'm putting out a few of these short podcasts to go along with it. We already talked about Tyler Higby on the first one, how he was going tight end 25 this year. Uh, despite going tight end 12 last year and finishing tight end 14 and probably going to finish right around the same place again. I get it. A lot of people don't think he has upside and they'd rather go for it. But if we're playing our high ground draft approach when there's not a tight end premium, then he should be part of your late tight end strategy. Now we're moving on to uh, a different angle to this overreaction, which is sometimes the the value difference, the reaction, it can be a negative. And somebody we've loved in the past is now someone we have to pass on as much as we love the player. And if you have been around me, Fusion Fantasy Football, anything for a while, you know that one of the very first players that I really planted my flag on, I, I really went out on a limb with my projections and my rankings in the year he he really broke out. It's Austin Eckler. Love the guy. Projected uh, that Melvin Gordon was going to hold out and miss games. Plus, he, he just was good the year before. And I had him as my running back 14 going into that season, which sounds too low because he, he finished like running back seven or something like that. Anyway, that was years ago. He kept on being a value even the next year. And even last year, he was running back uh, ADP running back 11, which was just, just right around where he should have been, according to my own projections at least. And it wasn't a value. I was probably actually drafting... Uh, maybe even DeAndre Swift over him at that point. Eh, not quite. But he absolutely produced, hit big, lots of touchdowns, and finished as the running back two overall. Now, here's the problem. Here's the problem. Austin Eckler is now being drafted as running back three. Actually, even running back two which can be a little deceiving because he's really not usually going to but the averages because people are so split between christian mccaffrey and so on the average for um eckler ends up slipping underneath christian mccaffrey's and so if you look at like consensus adp from fantasy pros which is what i'm basing these on from a few different major sites you end up with actually technically running back to ADP. But he's really usually the third one taken. That's still too high, guys. He finishes running back two last year. And let's dig into, into it, into his 2021 season to see why it is. I don't think he can repeat. Now, first of all, as I've said, love Austin Eckler. 
He got a lot more rush work last year, and he held up under it to his credit. But he got an extraordinary amount of rushing touchdowns. He had 206 rush attempts, 911 rush yards, and 12 touchdowns. Now, nothing was truly exceptional about those rushing stats. The touchdowns were a little on the high end. Uh, Meanwhile, he got 94 targets, 70 receptions, 647 receiving yards, and 8 touchdowns through the air. So when this all combined, that's what gave him enough points on the season. He was healthy for the most part, played 16 games. So that's what got him up to running back two on the season. What does this mean for 2022, though? Are we really thinking he's going to get 20 total touchdowns again? I do not. I do not think he is. Will he get 200 rush attempts? Uh, He could. He could push for that still. They got some of the other running backs involved, different guys at different times. I'm sure they want Isaiah Spiller to kind of just take all of that himself now. Uh, I mean, they're probably done with Josh Kelly and these other guys around tree and um, they, they tried getting cheap other guys and none of them hit. It works great when you take a cheap guy and he hits and you look like a genius, but sometimes you just got to pay up a little bit more for a guy like Isaiah Spiller. And they didn't even have to pay up for him. He fell in the draft because of his combine and everything. And yeah, he's not the fastest guy, but he's actually a, a solid running back, I think. Um, he He's better than the Josh Kellys and Roundtrees and the guys like that, that they've had as backups. Um, maybe not better than Justin Jackson, which I still don't understand why he has not signed somewhere. Like, uh, the Atlanta Falcons should be signing uh, Justin Jackson as we speak. Anyway. Um, so Austin Eckler, is he going to repeat... That total points and points per game? No, he's not going to. I'm sorry. Now, I say that, and I was having this conversation with a friend. When I say that, no, absolutely. There's a giant parentheses of unsaid words in there, which is, no, absolutely, that would be a huge outlier that I'm not willing to bet on, and the probabilities are that he's not going to do that. Is it an actual possibility? Yes, of course it is. Am I going to recommend you act on that tiny, insignificant, almost non-existent chance? No, of course not. Can you? Yeah, of course you can. It's fantasy football. Knock yourself out. Have fun. But I cannot recommend it. Um, I think he should be somewhere right around, and I will see him finishing in my projections, likely around running back six, seven, somewhere in that range. That would be great. Probably still looking at anywhere from 12 to 16 touchdowns. Uh, I could absolutely still see that, but I just don't think um, he's going to get 20. We're looking at instead of 1,500 yards and 20 touchdowns, we're looking at 13, 1,400 yards, 14 touchdowns, kind of in the 270, 280 uh, fantasy points on the season kind of range if he stays healthy, 
but that may not always happen. So maybe more in the 250 to 260 range. And again, that's put him right in the running back seven, running back six kind of range where I would expect him to come out. Um, so I'm not going to be drafting him at the cost of running back three. I'm just not going to be doing it. I would rather take a wide receiver like Cup or even Jefferson there. Um, if it's at the turn, you're looking at it because in a super flex, it could put, he that actually can push all the way to the turn. If you're wondering how in the world that's possible, uh, it's a super flex thing. If people are going quarterback crazy in the first round, right? Um, otherwise, you're looking at like mid round, and again, that's where you start seeing the top wide receivers go. And I would I would also follow suit if it's toward more towards the end of the the first round. I can even see going after Travis Kelsey there, go with that tight end at the very top, who's also producing like a top wide receiver. I'm okay with that. That would be a high ground tight end, and that is perfectly fine. You don't want to be reaching on um, anyone other than Kelsey and Andrews this year. Otherwise, just wait, but don't be jumping at and drafting um, a Hawkinson or a Goddard kind of level player tight end unless they really fall to a value right but Kelsey I those are guys I'm not sure I would rather have Kelsey over Eckler but um I would definitely have the wide receiver top three wide receivers in Cup Jefferson and Chase over Austin Eckler and I would be drafting uh Jonathan Taylor Christian McCaffrey probably Dalvin Cook, and I know it's controversial, but I could see Saquon Barkley even beating out Eckler. I'm not sure I would draft them based on that because you probably can get both. Um, but I could see a DeAndre Swift beating Eckler. That's a close one, though. I really see them very similar. Um, and then you're going to have the odd you know, other player slipping into that four five area between Najee Harris or um, who knows Mixon could have another strong season if that offense is is hitting so there's a lot of options um, of players that are hard to predict but somehow at the end of the season you look up and there they are meanwhile uh, it's hard to predict that Eckler and last year it was Eckler right we looked up and oh there Eckler was it's going to be someone else next year I don't see Eckler pulling off that outlier 20 touchdowns again, and that's going to immediately drop him um, a, a good 30 points, just losing, you know, three, four touchdowns. Uh, so that's about it, guys, um, for this one. Austin Eckler, love the player. If you can get him at a value still, that's great. I loved getting him at a value in the past, but running back two or three is just too rich for me. I'd rather take the other players um, that are available at that cost and try for someone like a Swift um, in the next round that I think is going to get about the same points as Eckler. All right. It doesn't mean I'm fading Eckler. It doesn't mean I think you should be going after uh, Spiller. Again, Spiller could end up being completely useless, especially in a managed league where you have to set him in your lineup to get any points out of him. Um, but he's still going to be around and taking work. Eckler himself has said he wants that 
uh, because it's in his own best interest to be running out there catching passes and living a longer career and making more money. Of course, he wants someone else out there to help him rush the ball. And they weren't, the, the other guys weren't cutting it last year. So if Spiller can take on that, I see Eckler's rush work going down, his touchdowns, especially rushing, going down. And that alone, again, that does it. So don't be taking Austin Eckler too soon. I like him, but not that much. All right, guys. See you next time. Have a good one.